Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, and you know me as the host who's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we always ask you when you come on here, if you haven't subscribed to our channel, please do so. It increases our algorithm, brings more people to us because we need the sound of marching feet. And we need them quickly. This is an urgent broadcast. I know it's late. We're not going to see a lot of people here tonight because right now it is 10.07 on the East Coast. And it's Saturday night and people are enjoying their lives as they should. Uh, this will be waiting for them tomorrow when they go back on. But I wanted to get the information out immediately because tomorrow's not promised to anybody. And um, I've had aha moments. I've had discussions with people today. Um, I was rather inactive compared to most days um, today because I've been in the information gathering mode. And there's a clear picture of what's coming at us. And I'm going to tell you about it. But first of all, let me ask you how your prep's doing. And I mean this sincerely, non-commercially. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, and tools. Those are basic frontline essentials. That's no by means a complete list, but it's where you start. And people have been asking about flashlight. This is the commercial part. This is a flashlight that I've chosen to invest in myself. I've got three of these babies. I won't let that because that's bright. This light, I can't even turn it on because it's 800 meter, 800 lumens. 500 meters. It's incredible. Uh, this will uh, is all solar powered. It charges your electronic devices. And if you're ever trapped in your car, your seatbelt, you're driving into a flooded road unknowingly, this cuts rope, this breaks glass, you'll never be trapped. This is absolutely the best overall flashlight I've ever seen. And it's available for a great discount right now. Go to fighterflareflashlight.com. The link is already in the description box fighterflareflashlight.com. Make sure you're taking care of your preps and in particular pay attention to your medications. Um, (laughs) The way things are going, your local pharmacy may not be open for a whole lot longer. All right, let let me build a case. Um, Basically, I've entitled this, you know, what's really behind the October 4th drill. And a lot of what I'm going to give you is put together by circumstantial evidence, but the circumstantial evidence is strong. And also, too, I said this the other day about the drill. I went through and I read parts of it on a previous YouTube broadcast, and I said, it's not so much what they're telling you. They're not telling you much. It's what they're not telling you. They didn't tell you the purpose of the drill. They didn't. We want to test to see if we can get into your phones and your electronic devices. I mean, that's basically what it is. And I thought today it hit me like a ton of bricks. 
you can have this data, that data, this data, and so forth. And all of a sudden, it forms a holistic message. And this hit me like a ton of bricks. And, you know, you could say it's a word of knowledge from God. It possibly is. You know, sometimes it's hard for us to know the difference between our own thoughts and what God's trying to tell us. But I do think that this message very well could very very likely be um, divinely inspired. Um, so I don't take any credit for it. Um, let me start with a couple of uh, points here because we need to create the mindset. The mindset's fearful, but we're going to come out of this by being leading in faith. We're, we're not going to let the fear paralyze us. It's not run for the hills. Uh, in fact, I should make a note here to talk about this. We're entering into a digital prison. And I'll see if I can't remember to hit that later. Oh, yeah, we're turning in Eastern Bloc nations of uh, the Soviet Union. Um, Adern, remember that wonderful prime minister that just gives you the creepy feeling when you look at her eyes and they're so dark and so malevolent? And I've noticed this, and I've had a lot of people say this to me. And so she's just personification of evil. And she came out at the U.N. and she said, uh, free speech is a weapon against us. It is. If you're demonically inspired and you seek to control everybody on the planet and you really want to reduce the population like so many of your benefactors say they do, and they say it in writing, uh, yeah, free speech is your enemy. She's right. And then Bill Gates came out yesterday and again said, uh, you're going to have to take my digital ID, and he's convincing the nations of the world to do it. I think that's a good starting point for where we're going. Okay, I'm going to go through systematically. You're going to say, Dave, this has nothing to do with the October 4th drill. And I'm saying, stay with me. This is like putting together a jigsaw puzzle where you really can't see the picture in your first few moves. And then after a while, it starts to form, but you got a couple questions here and there. We keep going. More questions get answered. Now, in the short time we're together tonight, I can't answer all the questions, but I think I can really give you a holistic view that will give you enough elements of what's going on. And I can't cover everything, but I think you'll see enough that you'll see where this is going. All right. First of all, the globalists are in move, uh, involved in a movement to own all land. In fact, I had a wonderful discussion with a lady uh, who's on a large farm in the Midwest. And we talked about a lot of these things. And, you know, a lot of times when I say things to people, they don't really quite catch up and get it. And then they'll come back a couple months later and say, I didn't quite get that, but I do now. Uh, She was right there. And I've had discussions with other farmers today. The farmers are the big thing right now. Now, they're coming after your land. Make no mistake about it. The economy collapse is about getting control of your land. We've covered this. I've covered this on YouTube in detail. I'll just refresh your memory. Public institution ownership of mortgages, home mortgages right now is 5%. Some economists are predicting in a few months it's going to be 40% because of the interest rates going up, student loans hitting with a $500 a month average hit. Uh, the price of cars is off the charts. The price of gas is going crazy. Uh, inflation's across the board. Two-thirds of America um, are living month to month. And people, most people don't even have $500 in the bank. Uh, and, and this is absolutely horrendous. 
This is all by design. In fact, I, I gave this yesterday, and I want to make sure that I, I reemphasize this. Some people are keeping afloat because of their credit cards, and, and I no longer look at that as irresponsible behavior. I used to. My wife and I were on a really strict protocol, no debt, no debt, no debt. No, we can't go there. We have to make some choices here. And we were both raised by very physically conservative parents, and we really have minor difficulties with economics. We've had discussions, but I can't even remember a fight that we've had because we have the same goals. It's probably why we've stayed married so long. But when I look at this now, people, I used to say these people who go into debt with credit cards are greedy. Um, they're into the love of the world too much. I don't see it that way now. We're talking the average American right now makes $5,000 less a year than they need to meet basic needs with rent or mortgage, food, transportation costs, 5000 And I've covered this before. Um, the credit card usage is staying one step ahead of the burning bridge. And my heart goes out to these people. I'm no longer judgmental. And I, I won't say I was really judgmental before. I just didn't think people were practicing wise uh, practices. But right now, some people have no option. And some people are going to open these new credit cards up, and uh, they're trying to max out. Hopefully, their credit rating is above 680. But uh, they're trying to max out interest-free for 18 months, and then they pay it all off. Good luck with that. I'll give you one statistic. Today, the effective credit card lending rate averages at 28.05%. Okay, this is crushing people. If you take if you have $10,000 on your credit card and you're paying $300 a month, you'll have it paid off in about three years, but you will have paid $20,000 back. You'll pay an equal cost of the loan. You get the idea? If you're paying the minimum $250, it's $19,000 in interest for the $10,000 money you're using from the credit card. This is really bad. This is collapsing Americans, uh, and it will become greatly exacerbated. As I said, 44 million Americans will have an average $5 debt beginning on October 1st with student loans. We're in real trouble. The collapse is upon us now. I can't say how it's going to go. I think the first domino is going to be housing, but my gosh, it could be the auto industry. I think the stock market's protected because of the big three. Oh, BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, they control through subsidiaries about 80% of the S&P. They'll let it collapse when they want it to collapse. As long as they feel like they're making money, they're probably going to keep it afloat. So I think that'll be last. Unlike our depression, 1929 when it was first. So when we look at um, what's going on, um, if you go into default, you can't pay the property tax, you can't finish the mortgage, whatever the reason. I mean, you have to decide at some point who you're going to pay first. You're going to pay the mortgage or you're going to buy food? Is it going to be eat or heat? These are real issues. You wonder why I sell some of the products I do. I have that that fan that really doubles as like an air conditioner and basically no overhead. That's why I'm looking to try to help save people money. In the winter, I would imagine we're going to come back with something that'll be like how to save on your heating bill. Um, Americans are in deep, deep, deep trouble. So is our government now too, but especially Americans. I really think we could see in a year from now, 65% of the people are on some form of bankruptcy. 
And it may not be a formal action, but it's the level that they're functioning at. And I think that number is a very accurate uh, estimate. Um, farming, I've had discussions with farmers. I've talked to you about the 30-30 plan. Uh, I'd go back and I would look up that video. It's about, I don't know, three or four days old. And I'd go back and look at the 30-30 plan, the plan to take over all real estate. But farming is a goal. They want the food. If you control the oil, you control people, as Henry Kissinger said. If you control the food, you control the people. And they want all the farms to be owned by Bill Gates, corporations, banks, and China. They don't want any individuals to own the farms. And there is absolutely no getting around this whatsoever. And I mean, there's no getting around this. And I'll give you one example, because I don't want to get bogged down on any one thing here, because I want to lead to the conclusion. But farmland is going to disappear in the hands of private farmers to a great extent. And the federal government's using this 30-30 plan. Congress funded it $900 million this year. First, the feds will come in and say, can we buy your land? No. Then they'll send in the trust agents. Now, the trust agents aren't the government, but they're working together in cahoots at the end of the day. And they'll offer you many times more over what your farm is worth. And they're hoping they can get control of it that way. Then they'll say, okay, now listen to me. I just had a half hour conversation with a lady from the Midwest who's on a farm. And I told her the way that they'll get their hooks into you is if you take federal money in any form. Oh, can we, we know you don't want to sell. It's okay. You can keep your farming. Can we put a little easement in here? And my gosh, we'll pay you a lot of money. Huh? Yeah, we'll pay you a lot of money just to do this. It's okay. But see, down the road, whether they do that or they put up um, windmills or solar panels or whatever it is, if there's one federal dollar that comes into your farm under this 3030 plan as they're operationalizing this, the definitive plan, and I believe some of it's already in place, is they can control your activity through their climate change laws. By taking the federal money, you come under that. Uh, think of the Netherlands, right? Think of the Netherlands now. Cows fart too much. You got too much methane. We got to kill all the cows. And we've seen that. Um, you can't, uh, well, come on, nitrates. You can't fertilize your fields the way you are. It's bad for the environment. And so if you can't fertilize your fields the way you need to, what happens to your crop supply? Then by hook and crook over time, they can buy you out for less than you would have made in the first place. And now that doesn't end there. If you're a neighbor, Remember the old Roundup scam? Roundup would come and they'd sell Roundup usage to some farmer. The wind would come and blow the seed over on farmer number two, and Roundup would illegally trespass, go over, get soil samples, find their Roundup product, and sue that farmer for about everything they owned, saying, infringement, you stole this from Roundup. In fact, I actually helped a guy named Percy Schmeiser popularize his case. He was a mayor of a small town in Saskatchewan, he had to go to the Canadian Supreme Court where he won by one vote to retain his land against Roundup. In America, a lot of American farmers lost their land to this. The only thing that stopped Roundup was the controversy over the health effects of their products, and that crippled the company. And that's when the abuse basically stopped. Um, if you understand that principle, now you know what I'm going to tell you. If you're a farmer, too, and you're methane and nitrate and other chemicals... They infringe on land where there's a federal partnership with a private entity. They can come and control you. This is really bad.
and I wish I wished I didn't have to report this because I'm not sure what the way around it is. My advice to we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time this lady i talked to tonight i said you can only control what you do and you need to talk to your neighbors but absolutely under no conditions enter into no federal partnerships whatsoever no federal money on your on your land and if there is cancel the contracts right now and if you have to pay a penalty that's manageable pay the penalty right now you cannot be in bed with the devil and not expect to be a victim. All right. Um, Maui, this is a, the way they want to run the cities. We're seeing it all going to unfold in Maui right now. In fact, I had a brief conversation with Clay Clark about this, and he said he's sending me some material later tonight on this. And um, Clay was, and I were talking about Maui, and we both agreed this is the beachhead. This is where they're showing us how they're going to do what they're going to do. And they take advantage of every situation, whether it's a natural disaster or whatever else would happen. They're going to come in, rezone your land. They're going to take it. They're going to do what they want with it. And they're going to tell you this is just the way that it is. And they're totally violating the Fifth Amendment. But it doesn't matter. Now, tomorrow, I'm on a conference with some indigenous leaders in the islands. 
And I think I'm going to be hearing kind of an action plan. And listen, I have all the respect in the world for these people. They've been colonized twice. Let's just be honest about it. First by the British and then by us. And what's done is done. I can't go back and change history. Neither can you. We don't need to pay reparations. That discussion is ridiculous. But I think we need to be sensitive to the mindset. Here they are. There's a third colonization going on on Maui, and it will be the rest of the islands, too. This is a joint plan for all the islands. But these people are going to be colonized and lose control over their property. And it's going to be a smart island on, on my YouTube channel, I have shown you the maps. I've shown you the projects. Uh, the governor says, oh, there's no plans for this. And then I show you all the stuff that they're planning to do. And then we've got two clips of him at the United Nations at 2030 conferences talking about how much he supports smart islands. Yeah. Okay. This, this governor's lips are moving. He's lying. But Maui is showing you how it's going to unfold. I don't think every community is going to get its start into the smart city realm through a fire, a devastating fire, but it's going to be something. Um, you can just have corrupted leaders. Tucson has it now. Um, Phoenix is adopting it. Scottsdale's on the way. Detroit, in fact, the C40 cities, as they're called, these smart cities, uh, there's plans to have 1,100 plus in the United States. And it's, I was shocked at how far along it is. You're not going to like this. San Francisco and L.A. are rated as the, I know San Francisco and New York are rated as the top two. L.A. is third. San Francisco has a 25% completion rate for smart city status. Uh, how well is San Francisco doing as a city? You have blocks of empty buildings. You're having businesses leave by the droves. This is what America is going to look like. Um, but what, so people say, Dave, why are you so involved with Maui? Well, first of all, if you know my background, eight-year property rights war veteran against uh, the McCain mafia and other people. And so I have a special place in my heart for people and they have their property stolen. That's number one. Number two, I recognize this for what it is. This is the beachhead where they're showing us exactly how they're going to implement and what they're going to do. And smart cities and 15-minute cities where you have to, you know, you can only travel 15 minutes from your home. Um, this is the old Soviet Union. This is absolutely the Soviet Union. They built those guard towers. Remember, every 15, 20 miles, you couldn't travel that far from your house. Um, you had to have your papers on you at all times. This East Germany was the same way. You had limitations on travel. You know, how, how well did those societies do? How happy were the people? They lived in abject fear, and they had no freedom, and they were dirt poor. See, socialism and communism come with a couple variables. Poverty for the masses and a lot of body bags. And this is what smart cities and 15-minute cities are. It's communism on steroids. Stalin could only have dreamed to do what they're in the process of doing to us right now. Now, stay with me. We're building a case here for the final What's the fourth all about? Um, economic collapse. Yeah, we've kind of touched on that already. Um, it's coming at the um, personal level. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I'll show you how hard up the governments are. I live in northern Maricopa County. It's rural. Okay. Um, when we were fighting our property rights battle, we had 300 families. I don't know what we have now. I'm not involved in the local politics anymore. 
um, is probably, I would guess, probably a thousand families in the general area. And um, we're not very populated. I mean, ranches, farms, one and a half, two, five acre homes, horse properties. You get the idea. Okay, we're very rural. I love the peace out here. I see the stars at night. We don't have light pollution. But the city's trying to catch up to us. But that's going to come to a quick stop with the real estate collapse. Um, but last night, I'm uh, um, my, my son and I went out to dinner. He went out with some friends. I went to the gym, and I'm driving home. And I'm on my lonely road back to my house <laughs> where we have free-range cattle you have to watch out for. And Maricopa County Sheriff's Department were in the process of writing three tickets on this lonely country road. So, yeah, I sent my son the text. Usually it's watch out for the cows. Uh, They're out tonight. But this was, hey, when you come home from the concert, watch out. (laughs) Uh, It's not the cows that are out. It's the cops. And uh, first comment out of his mouth, wisdom of the young. He said, I guess the county must be more hard up than we thought. That's true. That's how broke we are. That three of these people with all the crime in one of the biggest counties in the United States, they have to come to a lonely country road and write tickets for people going five and ten miles over the speed limit. That's just a barometer of how bad it is economically for the government as well. All right. Um, I want to remind you of a couple things here. One was the MAGA speech. Remember when uh, um, Biden made that terrible MAGA speech? Remember that? Um, if you're MAGA, in other words, if you're America first, love America, salute the flag, honor the veterans. I uh, think they deserve the best, which I do. Uh, when you look at all that, uh, you're uh, a terrorist. If you believe in God in the First and Second Amendment, you're a terrorist. If you voted for Donald Trump, you're a terrorist. Back in 2008, it was if you supported Ron Paul, you were a terrorist. Remember the threat fusion centers that we discovered and DHS and all that? Yeah, it's it's still the same game. It was Obama then, and it's Biden now. But, ladies and gentlemen, we were declared to be enemies of the state. You are right now a domestic terrorist by virtue of the fact that you're here. And under the National Defense Authorization Act, You could be declared to be an enemy combatant and they could snatch you off the street with no due process. They can kill you. They can disappear you. You don't have, you don't get a phone call. You don't get a trial. You don't get a lawyer. You get nothing. Now, the best of my knowledge, and I might be wrong, I only know of three individuals this has happened to. And two of them probably deserved it. No, I don't believe that. If you're a terrorist and get caught, you should be entitled to the same burden of proof, innocent until proven guilty. Because, see, when you make an exception, to say, we're going to try terrorists by different means, well, then they can expand their definition of terrorism, can't they? And see, that was Biden's MAGA speech. And if that wasn't bad enough, two months later, he doubled down with another incoherent speech. But it was quite clear what he was talking about. If you're one of these guys, you love America, you know, you are you want America to do great. Oh, you're a white nationalist. Well, no, sir, I, I'm black and I love my country. doesn't matter. You're still a white nationalist. I mean, Larry Elder. Okay, Candace Owens, they're called white nationalists. I'm, I think these guys aren't any stupid and evil. They're colorblind. But that's the term. You're not allowed to be loyal and patriotic to America. And certainly we're being ruled by people in government that are not loyal and patriotic to America. 
Did you see my piece this morning? Um, Congress, and they're all of a sudden now, they heard you. You wrote to them, why aren't you helping Maui? But they're looking at the excuse that the state government there wants you to believe. It was the fault of Hawaii Electric, and it was not. And I went through and I showed police blockade, police blockade, police blockade, all these videos, right? Police blockade. One Hawaiian electric truck blocking one exit, okay? And Congress is focused on that. They're supporting the excuse because they're afraid of BlackRock. And if you've seen my other videos, BlackRock has their footprints over all of that's going on in Maui, from being the major stockholder and the biggest developer on the islands to the biggest stockholder in Hawaii Electric. They're controlling all avenues of this issue. Um, this is, and they're all behind the 15-minute cities. And yeah, by the way, they say there's no more ESG. Tune in tomorrow. I'm going to show you what a lie that is. Um, okay, continuing on the JCPA. My ability to bring you these messages may be limited. You know that? The J, the Journalism Competition and Protection Act is a way to silence me because I'm not a preferred licensed journalist. Therefore, you get no Internet rights. By the way, the UN's already moving in that direction, too. And they say they're going to be very aggressive. And that's why the ex-New Zealand prime minister was there, as I referenced earlier, telling the UN, oh, free speech is a weapon. you got to deal with it. What's a weapon is Satan, and that woman's full of it. Um, the JCPA is going to be put into the defense bill that's been turned down, but eventually they'll pass it. And will the JCPA remain there? If it does, say bye-bye Dave Hodges and all the other people that you depend on for truthful information. That will become a nation of ignorant people for the news, because I don't believe you'll turn back on Fox or CNN or MSNBC. I think you'll do without but they want to control it from email, from what I'm doing here, uh, what I'm doing on my website. They want to control it all. And we're, we're, we could be months away from being totally gone. Just need to let you know that. It's one of the reasons why I came on here at this ungodly hour for East Coast people, because of the fact that I thought, well, what if I wake up tomorrow? <laughs> I can't broadcast. And it's going to come like a thief in the night. I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow, but it's going to be some tomorrow. And someday you'll try to come to the Common Sense Show and we won't be here. Um, all right, Klaus Schwab, let me see if I can find this clip here. Hopefully I haven't totally lost it here. Um, here it is. I'm going to play this clip here. And um, I'm going to hold this up to the mic. I can't show you the video. But this is Klaus Schwab talking about the future of the world. And I'm going to give you another quote that's on a different location. This is very telling for where I'm going with the October 4th. It's across big screens. We put out for a more angry world. The rise of given Schwab's puppet president, Macron, the excuse to quietly roll out the most invasive surveillance law ever enacted anywhere outside of George Orwell's worst nightmare. Yeah. Schwab said... We're going to face an angry world. He has called on nations to give all backdoor accesses to cell phones, turn on your cameras. Uh, and so don't laugh. Don't laugh. Macron agreed to this yesterday. It's happening in France. It's going to happen here. There's going to be some excuse, some false flag, some whatever event, somewhere, somehow. Just for your protection, we just need to watch everybody. It's for you. 
Remember Ben Franklin, he said, those that give up liberty for security will get nor deserve neither. But we seem to have lost that lesson in history. But Macron has joined the ranks of the entirely evil. Now, he's dealing with a rebellion. I mean, France is on its way to a civil war. I'm surprised that it hasn't grown faster. But now he's trying to head it off through doing what Klaus Schwab is calling for. And the World Economic Forum is officially on record as saying, well, let's see if I, I think I have the headline here. I'll read you the headline. This is out of Europe. The Europeans are openly getting this out, and, and we're not. Um, okay, the World Economic Forum is encouraging countries to quietly grant backdoor access to billions of cell phones as part of a plan to compile blacklists of users who, who hold politically incorrect views and commit wrong speech. And uh, there's lots of reference to this. Um, you can go to sites like Odyssey and Rumble and so forth. And I've seen a little bit of it here on YouTube. Um, are they acting on this? Yeah, I think so. Has it come to America? No, it hasn't come here. I wouldn't be talking right now. But but do I think it's possibly coming? Yeah, I think it's likely it's coming. Um, 15-minute cities and smart cities are open-air prisons. They're FEMA camps without the bars, but the bars are digital. And these other things fill in the level of control. Take away the farmland, we control the food. You don't think you'll eat bugs? Well, guess what? Who's going to sell you anything? New York City, and they're not the only city. Eric Davis came out this week, and he said... The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Well, by 2030, we won't be eating meat and dairy. And I'm just thinking, who the hell are you? But this is what's being said in blue cities across the country now. Now, people ask me, and I'm going to ask this question tomorrow in more detail. Um, this lady that lives on a farm in the Midwest and I were talking about this. If you can afford it, if you're one of the one-third of the country that has some discretionary income and you're lucky enough to be there, praise God, um, you should probably look for a foreign entity to put some money in their bank. You'll have residence privileges if you choose the right country. I'll tell you where you start with your research. Go to this guy, Andrew Henderson, uh, from Nomad Capitalist. And from then you can start your own research. He'll do it for you, but you literally got to make seven-figure income to really be able to afford a service. Okay, I'm not criticizing him. It's, he deals with high-level clients. But he has a lot of YouTube videos. They're all about 12 minutes long. And he takes on various countries and says, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. And there are ways that you can get residency privileges. And you may have to buy land or you might have to put so much money in the bank. And if you can do that, you're better off doing that because when the banks collapse here and if you've not made adjustments with your money like gold, silver, palladium, platinum, you own some raw land and you're out of debt. And that's the key, being out of debt. And now you have a foreign entity where you might be able to go and live legally because you got residence uh, requirements met because of your investment protocol.
This is something that if you're one third of the country, you should really look at doing. And if you can't afford to do it to yourself, build a limited partnership. You know how 10 people will get together to buy properties and then uh, fix them up and resell them. Well, that's what you can do here, I think, with this these policies, too, is you can form a limited partnership and, and get the same privilege. Now, Robert Kiyosaki says when the shit hits the fan that you have a maximum of three days to get out of the country. And I'm going to address that here, too, because it's all going to come back to October 4th. Um, I agree with Robert Kiyosaki. I think a lot of you will be able to get out of the country. Now, there could be a case where you're so high profile when the, when the end really starts, you may not be able to get on a plane. So I would also say, too, choose something that you could actually get yourself to without a plane. And that would probably limit you to Central America. If I had to go today and I knew I could get there, I'd probably go to Paraguay. Okay. Um, they love American investors. And uh, Spanish is an easy language to learn. I'm kind of tinkering with it myself. I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, my son's fairly fluent in it, but... But uh, I'm disappointed I didn't learn this earlier, but you need a secondary location to go to. And if you can't get to a secondary location, you've got to protect yourself. You have the precious metals investments, not because you're going to make money on them in the immediate future. But when all this crap blows over and eventually, you know, we come back to what the society is going to be and not the repressive nature of what they're going to do to us to get us under control. That's when you can start trading in your gold for real assets of the day, whatever currency that'll be. I guarantee it won't be the dollar. Okay, the dollar is done. The reserve status is gone and we have such debt. The only thing we had backing up our dollar was the petro aspect of it. And that's gone. So it's just a matter of time until we hyperinflate. And then they say, well, Dave, you're being a Debbie Downer. No, those are economics. We used to back by gold. And then the Bretton Woods Conference in 1944, because they saw that U.S. was going to win the war, the international bankers said, well, we're going to make America the reserve currency. So if you want to buy oil in the nations, we'll be reindustrializing after World War II to build out of the chaos. They'll have to come to the United States and buy a dollar before they can buy Middle Eastern oil. And this was a plan that was set up in 1944. It's called the Bretton Woods Conference. You can look that up. Well, now the Bretton Woods Conference is gone and the BRICS are taking over. The BRICS control about half the world's oil, about 40% of the world's military resources. They're formidable. What they have done, though, is they've destroyed the reserve currency of the dollar. And we have a $32 trillion debt. Do the math. It's not going to be long. And Biden is killing domestic oil production. You notice he just canceled six oil leases, right, in Alaska. And so what he's doing right there is he has absolutely destroyed the economy of this country because we're an energy-based economy. And when you destroy the energy, you make everything hyperinflate. And that's what we're in the process of right now. Last week, when I went into gas in Phoenix, the gas had gone up 50 cents in four days. And this is, I think this is the beginning. Uh, real estate is really struggling. And the YouTube has a ton of good videos on it. Um, Ray Dalio's, Stephen Schiff, Kiyosaki, the rich man, poor man author. Uh, these are some of the guys you can go to Stansbury Research with uh, Danella Carboni. That's a great show that runs on YouTube. Great. She's the best economic interviewer that's out there. And she brings on the best guests, has the best shows. It's my go-to place 
It's the first place I look at when I want to see what economic trends are. I'd recommend you do the same thing. By the way, too, um, getting out of the country permanently will be really hard for you. I know some of you will consider this. Let me give you some facts. I've learned that there are 175 people in Israel that are dual citizens that want to renounce their American citizenship because they don't want to pay the tax. We're one of the few countries where wherever you earn money in the world, you have to pay tax. Well, they're saying, well, we have no interest in going back to America. It's too repressive. We don't like it. And so these guys have gone to the State Department. They've gone to embassies and say, we want out. Why? Because of taxes. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Then they start throwing down the roadblocks. They don't outwardly say no, because that would give them the basis for a legal challenge. But they just throw all the stuff in the way. And now they're charging you an exit tax. So if you want to renounce your citizenship and leave the country for somewhere else, they're charging you now 3000 You go, well, that ain't very much. Consider this. This is only the beginning. When the graduated income tax came in, okay, it was voluntary. <laughs> yeah, right. And it only taxed the upper 1%, and the tax was only 1%. And it's not true today, is it? No, it's not. Well, this $3,000 exit fee is how they're keeping you in. But if you have a residence program somewhere else, when you have a dual citizenship, and by the way, if things are going to hell in a handbasket, paying the IRS is going to be your last concern if you have to leave the country. So that's why I'm looking at what I'm doing. Like I say, Paraguay is on my list. Uh, Costa Rica is on my list. Ecuador, but I have a caveat. They've got Chinese people serving in, I mean, Chinese nationals serving in their police forces. And they've had battles between the local miners and Chinese companies that have bought the land. I mean, there's a real struggle. It makes the UAW uh, strike look like a a love fest. All right, continuing on. Um, Klaus Schwab additionally called for nations to imprison billions, if necessary, for low social credit scores. That's what all the data stuff is about. Now let's get down to October 4th. Are you ready for the punchline? Here's the punchline, ladies and gentlemen. They're not telling you what they're doing. They want to see if they have access to your phones, your computers, the radio, everything. I think there's a twofold goal here, goal here, and I've run this by some of my best sources. Okay, do we have a smoking gun document? No. No one would be dumb enough in government to ever put that in in writing. But what I think they're doing is, one, they want to control every piece of communication because they want to limit any uprising from the people. That's one. And Klaus Schwab even said, what, a few months ago, they're coming for us. Yeah. He's paranoid. He thinks that somehow you and I are organizing a militia that's going to go attack Davos. That's ridiculous, but that's his mindset. And I think his resistance fear is not so much that we'll attack him, but our resistance will be one of Martin Luther King kind of indifference, and we're just not doing what you're saying, so no. Gandhi approach to protest, we're just not going to do what you say. We don't care what you get our government to do. All right, continuing with this, though, the drill is about do they have access to all forms of communication? That's number one. Number two, and where you need to be really concerned is it is my considered belief based on all the evidence of grabbing land, deliberately impoverishing the country, breaking 
the middle class, destroying the dollar. It's all deliberate. Look where we were going with Trump before COVID, right? We were setting economic records. So it's not like we can't be that way again. We can easily be that way again. And people say, why do you support Trump? He's this and he's that and he's other. Yeah, he's got deficits. I fully admit that. But he showed in this environment, he produced a successful America. Okay, if you've got a losing football team, you better hire a coach that knows how to win. <laughs> if you want the guy that looks good in front of the camera, there's no guarantee you're going to turn your franchise around. Well, the same thing's true here with our country. So that's why I stand for Donald Trump. You say, DeSantis, he's shown he can't carry a national campaign yet. I think that day's ahead of him. I think if we don't really implode as a nation and it all comes to a screeching halt, I think he would be a good president down the road, but not at this time. And I've been very consistent in this. All right, so here's the deal. The second part of this. What's France doing to their population? They access your camera, all your data, and you get a social credit score. And Klaus Schwab is ordering people with low social credit scores to go to containment facilities. Now, if they don't like conspiracy theories, then don't lead us right up to the doorstep. You've given me the first nine steps. The tenth step is the conclusion. How could we not conclude this, given all these things I talked about here? So I called a friend of mine today, and he had really top-level military experience. And if I told you some of the things he was involved in, you go, holy crap, how'd you get to know him? Because of a past battle against McCain. Um, bottom line, I ran this by him, and he goes, I've had this discussion with other people. On October 4th, I'm going to give you some advice. Turn everything off. This starts at 2 p.m. Turn everything off. Don't be in the vicinity of your cell phone. I'll explain that in a later broadcast. It has to do with biometrics. Um, unplug your TV. Unplug your computers. And you only need to do it for an hour. Test is maximum an hour. And then you'll hear this announcement. It's over. It's over. Okay. Um, the less you can give them data-wise makes it harder for them to build their algorithms. Now, if I'm just totally out to lunch and I'm just full of crap and I'm seeing things in the clouds that aren't there, the only thing you've lost, if you follow my advice, is you're disconnected from your electronics for an hour. That's all you lose. And then you can come back and laugh and say, oh, I just guy, I don't know what he was smoking on that day. That's fine. I'll take that hit. But I'm telling you, you're not going to see the immediate effect of October 4th either. It's just you're going to deny them the data that they so desperately want to get and the completion of the answers they so desperately want. Now, if you have a phone where you can take the battery out, do it. Now, that doesn't totally disable your phone in case you don't know about how the NSA works. Um, it doesn't. But it makes data collection very difficult. And you do not want to be paired up with your device. That's why I'm saying device is here, you way the hell over there. And we'll come through this. And then um, the final strategy is this. Even if I'm wrong about October 4th, 
am I wrong about these other things that are leading up to this conclusion? No. No. When I first was in this business, I really had to employ my research skills I gathered through my work in academics. I had to work to find stuff. Today, I could do this work when I was in the ninth grade. The Maui stuff, well, there's some things I I know how to form conclusions and go look at data sets based on the conclusions because of my experience. But finding raw data, finding examples of police blockades as opposed to Hawaii Electric, all you got to do is watch a video. <laughs> and when you see it enough times, oh, I got some proof here. That that's, that's junior high stuff. This is easy. We can turn this around. We've just let it go really far. And I don't know how bad it's going to get before it can get better. And it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. But we need to band together. But I will tell you this, there's supernatural power in the Lord. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in the life of this nation when we got our start. I've seen it in a lot of places. And if we depend totally on our own strength and our own willpower, we're probably going to be conquered and it's going to be ugly. People say, well, Dave, we're in the last days anyway. Um, Do you know that for sure? I prefer to live my life out naturally. I don't look forward to going through the tribulation. Now, this is all an individual choice. I'd rather put that off to maybe a century or two or three in the future and meet God in a different way. Um, That's just my bias. That's why I want to fight. I want our children to have a future, a future that I think that they deserve. But the way things are, they have no future. And it's only going to get worse. And if we go into tribulation, well, you know how well that works. It's going to be three and a half years of hell on earth. So my message to you is really clear. If we can align with the Almighty, ask for forgiveness, seek guidance, we can do supernatural things. Remember, Jesus walked on water, turned water into wine, and stone into bread. That's pretty impressive. If he can do that, and, and he says, this I do, and you can do more, well, then we can certainly win back our country. Don't you agree? So I would say pray for divine guidance. But also, too, I do believe in that old saying. It's not biblical, but it's an old saying I believe in. God helps those who help themselves. Faith without works is not worth very much in my book. So I think we need to act on our faith, and we need to take proactive steps. First, it starts with spreading the word. Okay? There's a reason why Klaus Schwab is calling for the actions he is, because he knows he can't deal with all the people if they suddenly woke up and says, no, Klaus, everything would crumble. And, you know, when you exercise a demon, they scream the loudest when they leave the body. And this is what they're doing right now. We're waking up, and it's scaring the hell out of them. We just need to keep going. Spread the word. Prep yourselves for every emergency. Look at your backup plans. Pray about it and then act on it as you have the resources to do it. I want to thank you so much for being here. All right. I have to go fulfill some family functions like dinner in the gym and a nice night. And I hope you all have a nice night with your family. And um, we can be fearful or we can say, no, I got the I got the biggest, baddest guy on the block on my side. Okay, And I have faith 
that he's going to stand with us. And the book of Matthew is very clear about this. So I would say to you, knowing that you have the biggest force in the world behind you, okay, expect conflict and hard days ahead, but we will prevail if we keep our eye on the prize. God bless all of you. I'll see you back here on the channel tomorrow. We at The Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at TheCommonSenseShow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.